0: Everybody and welcome back to OP is OP, the podcast where we go through the One Piece universe front to back. I, as always, am the super rookie and golden fiddler, Jacob, to my co-host and super veteran, General Justin Bratwurst. Hey guys, welcome back. As
1: we discussed last week, today we are doing movie three, Chopper's Kingdom on the Island of Strange Animals.
0: Kind and of a we... mouthful.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a long title. Very long. <laughs> so I'm just going to abbreviate it as Chopper's Kingdom, probably most of the time.
0: Same here, same here.
1: And I had heard a lot about this movie. Nothing, like, direct or spoilery, but in general, I, I had a consensus and I'd heard a lot that it's bad.
0: And a vast consequence. Bad. Me from you, yeah.
1: But I will say right out of the gate, I was... Maybe because the bar was so low set for me, mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. Overall, I, I liked it, but
0: but I will say it's probably still the weakest of the three that we've watched so far. Same here. Because uh, the the same word around the street that you heard, that I heard from you, same thing, I set my bar low, of like, okay, this is the, probably the weakest of the three. Um, Just expect, like, super fillery content. And instead, of what we got was, like, no, they actually had a good idea for the movie. It's just the execution felt fillery. Right. So, so that's what I'm just like... I don't want to shit on it too much, but it does have some issues. Um, yeah,
1: I, I really did like that aspect of that, uh, what they were trying to do with Chopper. And that's why I'm, I'm hesitant to say it's the worst of the three, just because it's, you know, it was doing something that I liked more than either mm, of what the other movies was trying yeah. to do.
0: I have to be honest and say it is the weakest, but it's like, I also wanted this to be the best one because it's yeah. trying to highlight on the character. Especially because at this point... A character who I, needs it. Chopper yeah.
1: needs this extra development they try to give him in this movie. at at this point right because it's because he goes straight from drum to alabasta which he does have his moments in alabasta to grow up which we you know talked about if you Mm -hmm. haven't heard alabasta episodes multiple Mm -hmm. but it was just nice that they tried to get a little bit of like a bridge in between him just being a secluded like kid kid you know doctor into like coming out into the world and immediately going ham against a warlord's crew Uh, so Mm -hmm. I, i like and appreciate the little bit of extra storytelling they tried to add to chopper but they Kind of fell flat in overall execution.
0: Yeah, um, that's actually a good segue into the opening, which is like production and visuals and whatnot. So, lore-wise, is this right after Drum Island, right? That's where I got it. Like, this is just picking him up.
1: Yeah, strangely, no VV. That was brilliant. yeah,
0: and that's the problem. There's no VV. That is no a problem. actually
1: like a problem that would yeah. technically make this. It can't be canon, right? Without, it, that's all I was gonna it say. Can't it's be. The...
0: It's the first of the three movies. I'm just like, I can't say this is canon because you can't just say Vivi took a vacation when they were like desperately trying to get to Alabasta as fast as right. possible. At this, you point. could you could
1: headcanon the other two movies, right? Like, yeah, Exa- that could happened. Yeah. But this, like, okay, this doesn't make any sense because Vivi's not with them.
0: Yeah, and then I was also thinking, well, you could you head it that this was right after Alabasta, but you then you can't, go, but the, then Robin, but then Robin is them. just yeah. Robin is just stowed away on the back of the ship somewhere. The whole for a movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah, I guess just... if you really like this movie and you're, you're stretching it, sure.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, you can't say that because, again, Chopper as a character seems like they just picked him up immediately after Drummond. Exactly. Because he is incredibly green, he's incredibly cautious. More so that even that Usopp's kind of picking at him for being a little too cautious in this movie. So, and again, I was fine with this because I saw it as, okay, we're extending that development period where he's fully embraced being a pirate at the seas. So. Yeah. Again, I I,
1: like it. I said, it would have been really cool if they could have done like a little bit better. Put Honestly, I feel like they needed to put a little more time into that chopper storyline to make this movie work.
0: hmm Um, so out of the so this is the third movie, right? The third one that we're reviewing. Yes. All again, a double feature alongside a Digimon movie, again, this was in two thousand two. No. <laughs> Runaway Locomon. That's the third one in a row um they're both by toei so i guess that was just their plan to release these movies and i think this is the last one to be in japan only everything from here on out was released in the west in some way or at least outside japan at some point um did the quality of this movie remind you of dragon ball gt by any chance it felt like there was like a darker saturation filter with like shine effects everywhere like yeah it it does have a
1: like a unique vibe to the appearance, mm-hmm. like the aesthetic of this movie, and I did like it actually. I liked the way the characters look. I liked their outfits.
0: Yeah, it gave me, it gave me like a classic, like it felt like early two thousands animation rather than like traditional older One Piece where it's like you know very nineties, early nineties. Mm-hmm. And this one, I felt like early two thousands, so that stuck out for me. Um, well, let's as do a always, drip
1: check real quick. What was that? Outfits on the on the outfits. The straw.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah, I wrote this down. I was ready for this time. Drip check. This is, the, they are, they've looked the best so far in all three movies. They, um, they're not incredibly unique though, because from what I've gathered, these are outfits they've worn like in pre-chapter promotional pieces before, which I'm totally in favor of, by the way.
1: I realized that when I saw Luffy's shirt, the, the O-1, I was like, oh, he's wore that in like a cover picture before. And then I started like looking at the others and I was like, oh, I think they've all worn these outfits.
0: Yeah, um, Luffy's was noticeable and Nami's was distinguishable because she had, like, the the cowgirl look, I think, on that poster where they're, like, confronting, like, I think, an animal. And she's, like, up front and center. Um, But, yeah, Drip Check. um, They all look fantastic. Zoro's is very simple. man.
1: Oh, my God. He's been coming out.
0: Yeah, orange jacket with the camo cargo shorts. looks good in orange.
1: I don't know, like, why he's not in more orange in the show when every movie seems to have him in orange because they realize how good he looks in it.
0: Probably someone in Toei probably understood that, um, that Usopp in brown is just kind of bland in the background, but he's such an animated character that it kind of clashes rather than contrasts. So yeah. they put him in orange to make him stand out even more, and I actually appreciate that. Um, the cargo shorts as well. Uh, Zoro's is very simple, but he has a blue jacket instead of, like, the white top, and honestly, it looks really good.
1: Yeah, he has the same pants on, I think, and, uh. The belt. Yeah, as well. his,
0: yeah. His sash and pants sash. are the same, but yeah, he's a, his is the simplest change besides Luffy's. Luffy's just got the jersey, right? I at the think old.
1: Zoro's like his default look is so good that it's kind of ideal to not stray too far away from it. In the same way that Luffy's outfits are kind of the same, right?
0: Yeah, I think uh, that works better for Zoro though because I always felt like Luffy was a bit too plain with a straw hat. I head. could see, yeah. a,
1: I could go a little further away with Luffy. Yeah. Zoro, like, like currently, you're right. like when he had his uh, like his captain's coat like over his outfit, that looked amazing on Luffy, like in Wano, right? Oh, absolutely. He comes up to Onigashima, and he's wearing the coat; like it looks awesome.
0: Absolutely, I agree with that. Um, but yeah, I do agree with you that Zoro works the best where you just change one piece of clothing, and it looks so much better. But because yeah, a different shirt, so sure, like maybe own. a
1: different belt and pants, or slight changes, and it looks great.
0: Yeah. All right, but let's let's ignore the basic, the basic boy shit, okay. Nami stands out the most, okay? It's not a competition, okay? She's got the white <laughs> white dress that I has like, the, the stylish, like, black stripes across, red belt. She's got, like, the, the spy belt on her leg, so you, it draws your attention, but it has her weapons on it, her staff. And not the climb attack, unfortunately, but her staff. And I'm just like, oh, such a great look. Um, much better than the last movie, for sure. <laughs> and she, she of- was
1: much better in the movie as well.
0: Yeah, although I will say when we get more into it that unfortunately all of them felt like they were underutilized, but some characters more so were used more than others. Right. I felt like Zora was actually kind of underutilized in this movie. I was a bit. gonna
1: say the same.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so sticking with the finishing up the production portion. Um, like before, the animation was kind of basic for the most part. It felt like you would find out like in the original series. However, there are some parts of the action, like when Sanji was fighting in his fight sequence, I felt like I was watching Cowboy Bebop for, like, the first half. I was like, this is actually pretty damn." It looked really thing. good. It really did. Um, But then you also had moments that were incredibly distracting because it felt like they were saving money. Because they had, like, a, a scene where, like, the Straw Hats and, like, the an- the antagonists of the movie were talking for, like, five minutes straight. And it was just in the same location by the river with nothing going on and i'm just like is this them saving money (laughs) you shouldn't do that in a movie you should do that in your anime maybe if it's weekly but not in your movie (laughs) it's really distracting um we talked about the timeline i I assume
1: we're gonna see more of a budget increase in the next movie since i i can only assume that this movie if it's coming out around the time of drum island right alabasta in the anime probably
0: yeah i don't know
1: around the one piece boom or at one of the first one piece booms
0: is that where the anime got like a noticeable upgrade too in quality around after Alabasta? A
1: little bit, yeah. It, a little it bit. All right. There.
0: Um, I could tell you directly, but Wafo. Um, <laughs> uh, the coolest part aesthetically, besides the island itself, like I love the geysers forming the crown. That was a really cool locale decoration. Agree. Um, unfortunately, like the first movie, the coolest looking OC, like the the coolest looking unique character, is dead. Like instead of Wunan in the oh, first movie, dude. I know. Ha-
1: yeah, the the king.
0: Yeah, Animal King Kieran, and I'm just like, why is he dead? He looks so fucking cool. <laughs> like, like, why is this guy looking cooler than, um, what's his name, the lion from the Chronicles of Narnia? What's his name? As- Aslan? Aslan. Yeah, Aslan. <laughs> why does he look cooler than that dude and <laughs> he's dead? Come on. Um, also the little, uh, like the, the crow that helps out the kid, uh, Kairosuke, I like his little hairdo, his feathers on top of his head.
1: I, I actually, I like his design as well, but I actually really liked Mobambi, who I'm going to call Mowgli for the rest of this episode. I, I don't think I need to explain <laughs> why I like hey. his design actually.
0: Yeah. I thought, it's it, simple.
1: It was... You know, he's like a, he's a little jungle boy. He's Mowgli. It's almost yeah. the same as like Mowgli who just wears a lone cloth with a little bit of extra flair, but I think it, it worked. It worked for me. You know, it was nice.
0: If it weren't for the Scar, I would say he is the most boring design kid so far, but that Scar does have, like, okay, you got some history there. It's, like, right down the center, you know, reminiscent of, like, later on Luffy, where he gets that iconic red X on his chest. Yeah. In this case, we have the Scar that looks more, uh, like, an impale. Something that I thought Luffy would have after Alabasta, ironically enough. But, you know, we can't all get what we want. Uh, And then, yeah, we talked about the drip check, and we talked about the... Oh, third movie in a row? Gotta have a kid. <laughs>
1: uh, right again, and he's like again? the only other human character besides the villains. and, okay, Argu- it's a little, and they choose a little kid.
0: <laughs> yeah, arguably the most important one this time. Like he's actually oh, yeah. a driving force To the plot. I, um,
1: I I liked him more because he actually does shit. You he know? definitely.
0: Yeah, I'm very mixed about him personally because he comes like try to come. They Don't try get to me be wrong.
1: wrong. I'm not saying I like him. I liked you him like him more him, than as the, the kid other character. kids. Yeah.
0: yeah, you liked him as a kid character. He came. They were trying to portray him as a, a flawed young kid with like good intentions, and I understood that. But again, the execution was sloppy. Yeah, but, it was. It
1: was a little short again. It's like just not enough time to really get all these ideas developed or characters.
0: Yeah. So the first movie, I would argue, the runtime was about appropriate. Although you could still uh, yeah, say yeah. that the Woonan backstory was definitely rushed. But these this movie and the last one definitely could have benefited from like maybe fifteen more minutes of extra runtime. Like not like the full hour and a half, but just right. like a little extra You can 10 fit a minutes. lot
1: into the like fifteen minutes. That's a lot of movie time.
0: Oh, absolutely. Especially when you use five minutes in this movie with that scene I mentioned where it's just the villains talking on the river for five minutes. And just like this <laughs> yeah. is gonna get a bark. But alright, that's enough about production. Let's actually get jump into the movie. So first off, this is the bar that we definitely agree on is chopper is incredibly green he's incredibly cautious like nami's reading up about like the the legend of like the golden crown right if fetches a good price everyone including it's is like kind of eager to look at it, check it out and then chopper's like i i don't i don't i don't feel like we should it's a necessary risk right we should just keep keep going down the grand line why should we take a detour we, we about it for a rumor you know and basically, but, everyone
1: in the crew goes boo.
0: Yeah, they're going. Why are you being such a narc? Why are you being a party pooper, Chopper? And I, I felt kind of sorry. i felt sorry for Chopper. <laughs> yeah, a it, was, bit. it wasn't like that
1: harsh though. It was kind of a, a little yeah. brother, big brother moment. That's how I saw it.
0: Yeah, if this was more modern Chopper, I would totally agree. But again, this is like they just picked up Drum Island Chopper, and he's right. still like incredibly young at social. That's a good point. Oh. That's a good point. Also, by the way, this is the first time I've heard Chopper in the anime, much higher pitched than I expected it. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. yeah. But I will say uh, it worked for me in the long run because It, it grows on you. It, yeah, it grew on me because I realized, right, this is their interpretation of, like, right, again, the childlike social skills. So the high-pitched voices are that yeah, they're a kid, right? Uh, mentally and intelligent-wise, they're still a doctor, and they've been around for a long time, but socially, they're a child, and that's what the voice is reflecting. So that grew on me. Um but yeah after that little bit of teasing going on we get our plot convenient geyser that shoots up the ship separates Chopper from the rest of the crew we get this has, great... has a single movie gone by
1: where Mary didn't take damage that's <sighs> painful it's painful, <laughs> it's so <Yeah>. painful.
0: God. <laughs> oh, every time we go oh gosh but yeah um it got the geyser hit the ship from below separates Chopper from the crew we get our title drop. We get that cool overshot right with the island with the the guys just forming a perfect ring or a crown, if you would, around the island. And then immediately we get introduced to some of our side characters. Right, we see. <laughs> I did not get a name for this character. Um, the parrot advisor, old dude, oh, wise uh, guy. Oh,
1: Kar- Karaske.
0: Kar- no, that's the that's the crow. That's the crow that assists like oh, um, a monkey. Are you talking about them? Uh, the, the wise advisor, right? He has, that. he looks like he has a Rafiki staff. He meets the Straw Hats at the beach.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't think he was given a name. Yeah, so the confirm- guy,
0: yeah. Okay, okay, so you didn't get a name. Okay. Because I double-checked on the wiki, right? Just to see if there was a name for this guy. <laughs> he didn't have a name. Oh, he, <laughs> he okay, opened on the yeah, wiki. I didn't think so. So, um... You want to call him Rafiki? You want to call him Zazu? What do you want to call him? <laughs>
1: I think Zazu is, you know, at least a bird, most appropriate. <laughs> yeah,
0: bird-like. Yeah, he's like a blend, right? Because he's old and wise. And he's an and advisor wise. as well. Yeah. that's so probably a
1: reference. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. This entire movie is like Lion King references through and through.
1: Yeah, a little bit of Lion um, King, a little bit of Jungle Book.
0: A little bit of Tarzan as well, especially the Tarzan part. Um, At least the Disney variations, not the classical versions, not so much. Um... Yeah, we get introduced to, again, the dead animal king, Kieran. We meet Mumbambi here and Kairosuke. Cool little, uh, like, I guess an, an alternate version of Karu. Like, he can talk, but he's not as cool as Karu. But, you know, we got a little variation. Like, the bird, right, that helps out the human. And we meet them. They are, they are leaderless. Their king just passed away, and they're trying to follow through a prophecy to find their next leader. Which is when the island bears a crown. The geysers, basically the heavens shall bear a new king. So, we they saw the geysers, right, erupt, and then literally falling from the sky, we see Chopper landing ass-first on a sharp rock, poor dude, and he has a little comic moment, and then they all, like, bow to him, right? Oh my god, you're the new king, you're here to help us, and Chopper's like, huh?
1: Classic, <laughs> classic one-piece, you know, a coincidence.
0: Yeah, like, you're here at the perfect good timing, and because of that timing, now we have a series of issues that are going to start forming. So we have a little comedic sequence, right? We kind of burst through It's Like the straw hats are trying to catch up the chopper. They like go through like a sequence where they wear disguises at first, but it doesn't, it mostly works. But then we learn that these rhinodillos, like the armadillo rhinoth creatures, they hate horns. So the, the straw hats that have the horns on their costumes are like attacked and such. It's kind of, it's kind of funny, but again, like it, it was unneeded. It was just transitional period. Right. Um, But the big drama of this movie was Chopper trying to tell this kid, Mumambi, who's caring for the animal kingdom, right? And he's going, but you need to help these people. The prophecy states you're the new king. Can you help us? And Chopper's like, he's not assertive, right? Because, again, he's green. He's new, socially a little kid. So he can't just, he's trying to tell him, I have a new family. I have a crew that I'm trying to be with. But he's not assertive and going, like, no, I can't stay here. I'm leaving. But instead he's trying to find little ways to still help out, right? Which is yeah. very which is very chopper. He tends to the wounded animals. I don't know where he got the bandages, but let's not talk about that. Um but he's whatever. healing. <laughs> yeah, whatever. That's again movie logic, right? 55 minutes. And they also give him like these noble clothes that like I like the cape, but I hate the poofy striped medieval pants. And I'm just like, oh <laughs> it's the full medieval look trying to try to make him look the part. I was
1: gonna say, let's talk about chopper's lack, of drip.
0: <laughs> lack it, it, of drip it does not look it was not a good outfit for chopper to be fair he didn't choose it <laughs> yeah i it was don't the, like it it was the animal kingdom that this bestowed it upon him but i'm also thinking like why did he have to wear the garb when it's clear that kieran didn't he just had the crown and that was it he had the mane. that was his drip right and then chopper's like oh here's here's these clothes they don't even give him the crown they just give him the clothes so it's like they're not even sure themselves if he should be the new leader. So that part again was a little confusing, but we get our conflict here where Chopper like tells him outright like he's a pirate, right? And we get this very irate, uh, instinctive reaction from Mbambi that like, how dare you go back with these guys? That like pirates are like the worst scum possible, and it's like. Looking back on it, that's kind of rare to hear in One Piece. <laughs> <Where it's, laughs> yeah, someone yeah, so actually going like, no, pirates pillage and rape, they burn. I'm like, you know what? Pirates are actually always considered to do that a lot. So it's rare to see that actually mentioned in One Piece. But we, more specifically, though, we get that backstory of why he pa- like passionately hates pirates. And we see that he was crashed on this island here. Or I don't know if he was crashed or not, but they were on the island with his father. Yeah. And his father was... In my version, it was a naturalist. The week I think it's a zoologist. or Yeah, he was, he's like a
1: zoologist. He's an animal studier. Yeah.
0: And then something happened where a pirate with a very distinguishable, unique tambourine axe murders his father. This is very important, by the way, because this is my biggest pet peeve with the movie going on later. So <laughs> it's very clear because the movie is like zooming in on this weapon, right? It's a very, it's not just an axe. it has It's a tambourine instrument with a axe blade sticking out of it. Very unique. It has a chime to it. And it seems like he's traumatized by it. So I'm like, okay, so that's clearly going to be important later on because I bet the villain might have that weapon, right? And we get that connection there. So <laughs> we get that connect. We get that reveal. And finally, we get to, I thought original was my least favorite scene. Which was I mentioned it twice already. We meet the villains, right? The Straw Hats by accident because they're trying to find Chopper. Luffy has a little call out, call back to I think Arlong Park where he they show off his how horrible his drawing skills are, and he's trying to find he's trying to draw Chopper. Um, to he's asking the animals like Have you seen this? Have you seen this? And then we get introduced to our villains who are really fucking despicable. They straight up play the 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 Count, right? The main villain. He plays on his fiddle, this little golden fiddle, and uh, routes, like, the rhino armadillos, right, to push the animals off the edge, I think, and somehow they get their horns cut
1: By the way, was was that ever explained? How he was doing that exactly?
0: Uh, Just that he was also a naturalist, and he just knew, like, the right tune, I guess, for those animals. (laughs) Again, we had a five-minute exposition talking about how evil these guys are and what they're trying to do, but they still don't explain little things like that. But I'm okay with that. I'm just like, okay, he knows how to play a fiddle that controls certain animals. Okay, whatever. I'm fine with that. I just hate how long and dragged on and also just uncreative the scene is, because we get introduced to... Sorry, I don't remember all the names. I only remember General Hot Dog here. Um, The Count the general and the president yeah. and just like last episode we mentioned how your shonen movies typically have archetypes in this movie they're straight up being completely up front and telling you i'm the general i'm super strong and Zoro goes super strong and you and it's like for the kids in the theater these two are gonna fight get excited <laughs>
1: It, I, I will say, also, I found that interesting how they kind of m- mixed up the matchups with Sanji and Zoro.
0: I noticed that, too, yeah, because the general fought with his fists and legs, and then the president fought with a sword.
1: Yeah, it's like, and, in, generally, if there's like a, a martial artist, that's Sanji's opponent, and a swordsman would be Zoro's opponent.
0: But instead, mm-hmm. we get the opposite. Yeah, so that was the only unique part about this mix-up, where those two are matched up. And then you're remembering that, oh, wait, what about Usopp and Nami, right? But whatever. And then, okay, well, first off, what did you think of the design for the Count? It really bothered me. <laughs> I do not like Battler's design at all. You know what he reminds me of? Like, if you were to cross, like, One Piece Foxy. villains together? What was that? He has, like, he has like a foxy-esque bo- shape to me. I, yes, so I was going to say Silver Fox mixed with gecko Moria. That's what I saw from this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That makes and it, it doesn't work, unfortunately. Silver Fox, that design completely works, because you knew he was, like, a 50s cartoon, like, wacky villain. Mm-hmm. And so you have that same little approach to it, and that works. But he has that same body shape, but he resembles more, like, Scooby-Doo horror at the same time. Kind of like Echo Moria, where he looks like a, a ghost and a bat. This one, he looks kind of like a clown. And it... Doesn't work. It clashes. He's got like a big yellow jacket as well that just straight up just says evil on the yeah, back of I, it. Yeah,
1: and just the it looks like he's intentionally dressed bad as well. Mm-hmm. Like he's wearing like the yellow coat with the pink tiger striped inner like lined and ugh, like what are you doing
0: with I whatever thi- those
1: prissy like things that look like bibs that people put on their shirts in the eighteen hundreds yeah. were called? Like who dressed this man this morning?
0: <laughs> I don't know. I think what the animator whoever the designer was i think the intention was supposed to be the jacket is supposed to be like the mustard that he puts on hit the horns cuz his main motivation is to look for his own legend which is the legend of like a uh, like a legendary horn that if you eat that you gain mystical powers inma- unimaginable strength right and there's that scene where like they literally cut off all the horns of all these animals that's disgusting and then he literally is putting mustard, ketchup, and mayo on each of these horns to help him eat them. And I'm just going, first off, mayo on your hot dog? Not right? relish? Not <laughs> not jalapeno? You're using mayo with all that? That's like, I, I, that shocked me. And then again, it just how weirdly portrayed that was. Yeah, they didn't like.
1: I thought he had like a hole like fruit at first because possibly he was yeah. those horns. But yeah. that was just never explained. Like, he was just munching through carotene, like, with his bare teeth.
0: Yep. So, if anything, yeah, I don't think it's ever described if he had a double fruit or not, because his attack was basically, again, the violin, that playing with the fiddle, playing that exact tune. That actually didn't sound bad, by the way, but after you hear it multiple times, it does get old. The um, song? Yeah, the song he plays to control yeah, that. Yeah, I
1: would have liked some variation there.
0: Yeah, the maybe a second,
1: second stanza, maybe, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> exactly. Continue the song, right? Or maybe get a bit more creative, have some lyrics to go with it, you know? Maybe something along the lines of, like, you know, he was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was always way behind and he was willing to make a deal, you know? Something like that. Just something <laughs> to sing along. Um, God, I love that song. <laughs> and, um, but again, the whole part, the whole portion about this is that you're supposed to be introducing your villain of the movie, right? And if you've heard our. Previous two episodes covering the movies, the villains so far I've been mid, if not poor, but there's at least something iconic about them to make them memorable. This one, like their introduction, it was just so bland. I'm just like, I really don't care what your names are. Like the Count, you're the main villain, but I just have General. I'm pretty sure General Hot Dog, and I don't even yeah. remember the president's name. They're just after it's f- like Heed
1: or something. Hebe, yeah, Hebe. Hebe.
0: i I don't, I, I don't remember. I don't remember either because they're supposed to be like food, like their theme's supposed to be like food, but when Oda gives a character like a direct name, like, you know, Carrot or Onion, they have something distinguishable to make them you remember remember their names and connect the dots, right? Even for someone like me, I can remember what Onion looks like because, oh, his hair looks like the outline of an onion or a carrot, right? He had a little hair that's sticking out the top. So that made it count, where in this one, I can't connect the dots. Yeah, so, the other
1: guy's name was, was it actually just Heavy?
0: I, you're still on that? Oh, yeah, I don't I mean, remember. I'm not, I,
1: now I'm wondering because I wonder if it was like, you know, like Heavy, like a snake. Cause he did kind of look like, I don't know. I guess his face looks kind of snake like.
0: I'll be honest, once I heard General say his name was Hot Dog, I'm like, that's not a hot dog. I'm, I give up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the titles though. Um, but I think the worst part too, again, this introduction with how the villains are. They're trying to be portrayed as like kind of like comedic or wacky because they're trying to yell at the count, going, "Oh, you're there, you are!" Ex- plot dumping your entire motivation to these strangers that are literally just standing there watching you talk, and it's again, it's just such a drawn out, boring scene. It's just along the river, but you're not even looking at the river most of the time, and that's the dull part. You're looking at like this brick, this rock mountain in the background instead. And it's like, you could have at least made the scene a bit more interesting if you just had the camera swap and look at the river. Maybe just to add something, maybe some animals in the background or, you know, carcasses to remind how dark and evil these guys are. But again, it's just so unimaginative. It's like the scene was not thought out past the dialogue here. And even then, the dialogue is really forced. It felt like a a high school project of someone like, okay, my themes are big bad guy and beautiful guy. Fights our beautiful guy and our strong guy, so I'm gonna have them announce it out loud in the dialogue, and therefore the teacher will know I use that tool and I'll at least get a C. It kind of felt like that, unfortunately, for this scene. It really, really, it really dragged out. So finally, right, they realized, oh, we probably shouldn't be talking to these strangers, and he uses his fiddle, and then the Straw Hats are being chased away. And coincidentally, it leads the Straw Hats back to Chopper. Because, again, this is supposed to be Chopper's movie. <laughs> but that scene was so dragged on. I just... Uh, this is Chopper's movie. Where's Chopper? Um, we get our first test, right? Because, again, this is very green, very early Chopper. He tested, We saw him tested in Drum Island. One of my personal favorite moments was when he uppercutted that, uh, that officer. With well, a like, strategy. But we're also going... Isn't it kind of sad that that's still one of Chopper's best moments? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, maybe, continue. maybe when the movie continues, we'll get a, a a good moment. Maybe who who knows? Hopefully, don't get your hopes up. Anyway, <laughs> so we get our first character test, right? The we see like a bunch, like a stampeding like dust cloud getting closer and closer to where Chopper and Mbombi are, and Mamambi is going. You're our king. You need to address this issue head on. These are the people that have been bothering us. And Chopper, to his credit, is trying, right? But you can tell it's not all in him. He's getting, getting, you know, cold feet, you know? Mm -hmm. And when the stampede approaches, and it's, you know, Luffy and the straw hats, Chopper actually ducks and hides. He doesn't actually confront it and fight. And I thought, okay, I'm getting sold. All right. Because I know we love Chopper, but I'm also going, like, again, the mindset of this is the extension, right, of character of Chopper getting ready. This is the first fault, the first flaw he has to overcome, right? His actual fear, because we're used to Usopp, right? We're used to Usopp actually standing his ground and fighting when shit mattered most. He would have stood and fought there. Chopper actually didn't. So I'm like, okay, we got it different. But we have another problem now. Straw hats are here. They found Chopper, and they're going, okay, let's head back to the ship. We're we're like we're not we're like we're not looking for the the golden crown anymore because. The guy we just talked to told us it was actually a horn, and it's not golden. It's only golden metaphorically because it gives you mighty strength. So let's get out of here. Um, And then, then we have that conflict, right? Where Mumbambi, the parrot, and Karasuki is like, no, he needs to stay because we're in a lot of trouble from these humans uh screwing us around. And we get that the next confrontation, right? Where the Count, the General, and the President, they find the animals and they try and pull the king out because they think the king has the golden horn, right? So that's their version Rabbi. I need to clarify. So Mumbambi and the Animal Kingdom have the crown, the golden crown, but they think the crown prophecy is what distinguishes the king, but they're referring to the geyser. The straw hats were alert here because they were literally looking, they're looking for that golden crown itself in monetary value. And then the count is here because he's looking for the golden horn, to give you strength if you eat it. It's less confusing when you watch it. But I have to clarify that. Because they all believe in different things. It's, it's similar to how. Alabasta works. Where you have like conflicting pieces of information. But it makes sense when you're actually going through the motions. Right? Where like okay. So these people know this info. These people forgot that. You know. Sanji doesn't exist. You know. That worked out there. Yeah. And, then, and this one. We're seeing this. So we get that confrontation. Right? Where the count shows up. He wants the, the king, Chopper, to come out because he thinks he has the horns. Um, but the Straw Hats are lost because there's no golden horn. There's no crown that they've seen yet. Chopper, to his credit, gets out, right? puts himself in between the animals and the Count and his rhinodillos. And when he's playing the fiddle, right? Because he goes, oh, if, I, if you come out, I'll spare the kingdom. Of course, the Count does the villain thing and sends the stampede anyway to attack. Chopper points, like, you know, that's not our deal. And he goes, I'll consider it if you survive my attack. (laughs) So I'm just like, okay, so he's evil, of course. Chopper then does a mixture of what he did previously that ends up being the best course of action. Which is, he does flee, but he flees away from the animals, right? He flees away from everybody out of harm's way. And I thought, okay, that's actually very brave because he understands the mark is on his back. He's not hiding behind, you know, Zoro or the Straw Hats. He's actually leading the rhinodillas away. Awesome. Yeah, it was a good moment. For some reason, Mumbabi thinks he's being a coward, and then the Straw Hats point out that he's doing a good thing. <laughs> none
1: of the yeah, animals that's when I wanted out. to that's when Mowgli was about to get slapped. Like he needed it right there. Yeah.
0: He was like crying, going, like, I can't believe our king is a coward. And I'm just like, bro! <laughs> you guys can flee now. You guys can regroup. Were you were you even watching what
1: happened? <laughs> exactly. Not only did he offer to fight. But then he let all those monsters away from you.
0: Yeah. And then, yeah, and then we get that moment where, again, those rohats don't explain what's going on. They're just going to join the action. Luffy does his thing where he likes to pick on the kids, right? It was very, like, a Momonosuke moment where he's, like, picking, like, well, you're a coward, too, if you're not fighting. But, hey, if you want to join, prove you're wrong. Show me that you're a man. Luffy spits pure facts. Yep. So, again, it kind of helps with that moment. Um, But still, the fact that it took, like, luffy being a little indirect but instead poking at his own cowardice rather than um pointing out what chopper did was actually the best course of action was that bothered me a bit um but yeah but then we get to basically oh i think it was actually during this segment too where we get usopp's boomerang (laughs) Uh, i have to i have to admit because this actually made me laugh out loud because before i was getting a little dull with that the villains but then we get Usopp coming in going, I invented this new boomerang. And, like, and then he shouts at the Count, Do not come back! Throws it. The boomerang just hits the ground and just stays there. <laughs> now he goes, Isn't it supposed to return? But Usopp goes, Exactly as intended! <laughs> Do not come back! <laughs> and I had to admit, I cracked the fuck up during that segment. Anyway. Um, so Chopper is doing his thing. He is avoiding all three attacks, right? The Count's attacking with the Renadillo's. The general with his brute strength, president with the sword skills. Chopper was is evading like a, the best he
1: can. There was a brief moment there that was it was like on the cusp of being really, really cool when Chopper was running away and he was like cycling between his forms to, you know, like exactly. dodge and aid I wish speed. they'd done a little bit more there. Such as I don't understand why he was running in his brain point as opposed to like his reindeer form, which has to be faster, right? <laughs>
0: I'm trying to remember, because I know in the post-time skip, he can change form at will without a rumble ball. Well, he's,
1: he even he has three base forms as his own. His, like, default form as mm. a reindeer would yeah. have been the best form to run.
0: Right, okay, that's what I'm trying to remember, But too, he was cause. running in
1: human form, like, I guess because of the movie, you know, they just draw a chopper because he's cute.
0: Yeah, movie convenience, again, where you're caring more about the... Looking cute. It, for it's the just scene. like a slight
1: detail. Like Chopper, if he was running away, he'd, he'd be in his base form, right? He knows the way to run. <laughs> the fastest oh, way animal. animal. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You're right. Because I remember the first time we saw Chopper at Drum Island, he was in his base form. He didn't need a rumble right. ball or anything. Okay, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Sorry, your explanation makes sense. The movie does not. <laughs> it's in this case. Um, but we know we, we need to build some drama. So there's actually that very scary moment where you think like Chopper is going to get his horns ripped off. And that was, that was really gruesome. And Straw Hats catch up. And then we get our individual fights, right? We split off. So, uh, as I mentioned already, the Sanji fight was very well animated. The first half was, anyway. Um, second half, they, I felt like they kind of cut, right? Because this is the first half, they were, like, fighting normally. And then the second time we cut back, Sanji's, like, already beaten and cut a little bit. Yeah. So that was a little weird. It, it felt, uh... Yeah, it it felt
1: clearly like some of the fight omitted.
0: Yeah, like, off-screen. It's like, no, show me the actual... Like, actual blows. Like, that's actually kind of important to keep track of what the action is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, though, I think the Sanji fight was overall probably the best one. Um, It was the most entertaining. Uh, And then, arguably, the Zoro fight was the worst one. Because he was just chained up the whole time. Yeah. But for some reason, for Zoro's fight, he was caught in chains immediately. And then his whole fight was him getting punched and kicked over and over again by the general. And then <laughs> the general goes... My blows are so st- powerful that they break steel. He proceeds to do a final blow against Zoro on the chains. They break the chains, and Zoro goes, well, you live up to your namesake. And then he beats the general. And that's the fight. <laughs> so I'm like, I think that was supposed to be more clever, but I don't know. I was just rolling my eyes at that moment.
1: And also, briefly, I'll say that I did appreciate the line there when he was he was saying basically, like, Man, like I know someone that kicks way harder than you.
0: Yeah, and I was gonna say the Sanji fight concluded as well, where he was uh, saying the president swords were really crappy, acknowledging that Zoro actually right. had the better the better swords. So, very rare, cool moment where Sanji and Zoro compliment each other, but behind each other's backs. Um, possibly a bit dull if not quick, but it was clever. It was Nami and Usopp; they were teaming up to control the rhinodillos because they were still a threat. They were still running around, they were still charging around, and Usopp was playing as a distraction, and. Nami was like, "I like that
1: a... boomerang moment too, actually. When, <laughs> yeah, because choppers running from the the horn eaters, they're called right?
0: Yeah, the horn eaters. I call them Rendildos. He's
1: like, 'Like, don't worry, I've got a plan.' On you. And he whips out his boomerang, and I'm like, like, what is he gonna do?' And he you know puts it on his head, <laughs> like make it look like he has. Yeah, I mean, horn. pretty funny
0: and good and smart too. Yep. And then Nami like draws out a plan real quick. And again, because I wasn't exactly quite sure where this was canon wise, I wasn't sure. I thought she was putting up plans of like how to like use her climb attack." Cause we haven't seen her attack yet in this movie, but instead it's just like coming up with like a, a diagram and then she goes, oh, Usopp, lead him to this corner and then fire at that, oh, those rocks right there. It'll cause a landslide and it'll trap them in. So we got the characters playing to their strengths, right? Usopp brings out a slingshot, gets the grid below, and traps the, the horn eaters in their place. And so that was, it was short, but it was creative, right? Characters playing to yeah. their strengths. It wasn't like Zoro, unfortunately. More, more than she
1: did last movie,
0: <laughs> much more. Hell, her just showing up in that dress was more than she did last movie. I'll, I, mean, I hate to say it, but, but in, Yeah, and this movie she did with, she did up and beyond. Uh, it's unfortunate when you're seeing the movie so far, and you're like, man, the mo- the Toei doesn't really know how to use Nami so far in these movies. The first one it was fine, right? right. But in these last two, it's like. It's it's exactly the same thing we said
1: about the first one. Put Usopp and Nami together, and we're all going to have a good time.
0: Or at the very least, right? If you can't give us Usopp, just Nami in a support role with any other fighter, especially if later on if she gets the climb attack, right? Again, a a great tool for that. But you know, we gotta just keep on waiting for them. Um, Then we get, you know, we get to our climax, right? We get the count confronting um, Chopper, and we see that Mumbambi is taking a risk here right he's doing he's he was persuaded by luffy right to take uh take an action even though if it's against like the law right if you were to mm-hmm. take the crown yourself even though you're not the king you can be exiled from the island that's how sacred it is and he takes the risk because he thinks oh if the count's legend is correct if i give the crown to chopper it could give him the strength and he can defend the kingdom Not exactly to, like, quell the cowardice, but it'll give him the strength, right? Maybe the courage as well to fight. So it's still that little middle ground there. Um, And we get that moment where (laughs) the Count sees the crown and goes, oh, that's the golden horn. Even though it's, like, a collection of horns. Yeah. Those are right there. And then he attacks the kid. Um, There's an action sequence that happens. Unfortunately, you know, Luffy and... No, I think it's Chopper. That saves Mombambi and also Karatsuki. I,
1: I want to br- point up briefly that I kind of just realized this myself. It's kind of interesting that when we're presented with these three like opposing beliefs about the crown, horns, etc., that the yeah. villain was the one that was right.
0: Yeah, he had he actually had the correct one. The normally natural. you'd
1: expect like him to be proven wrong in the climax, right? And it's supposed to be like something else, but no, he was totally right, and it and it was just super powerful. Like you know, like yeah, everything it, he thought was right. Yeah,
0: it actually gave him a power up when he ate the crowns. He actually ate it without the condiments. So again, the whole point of the earlier scene of having the mustard, ketchup, mayo, completely useless. That was just for laughs. If he didn't laugh, then it was for nothing because he and just ate the horns funny. raw. Yep, not even funny. He ate the horns raw. And then he turns into a mink, he becomes like this cat, like this lion uh anthropomorphic uh monster, and gets really fucking strong, and it works out, and he becomes the main villain like you know in his final form, you know um it was very lucky they didn't find him out of a full moon, you know that would have been <laughs> almost impossible. yeah it's like but a weird cat kind of yeah,
1: he didn't even turn into like a what was it? it was a lion, right
0: it was like a lion it, it kind of like, like a, cat but a, pipe, but I'll it be was honest. like
1: a, it was kind of like a yeah, it did, actually. I thought the same thing. Yeah. But it was like mm-hmm. a lion ant- with antlers? That's kind of a little weird to begin with, but he yeah. looked weird when he transformed.
0: Like, I get the idea of like the the design, but at the same time, it's like, eh, it was a bit... Again, this is where the Gekamoria part comes in, because he gets really big and bloated a little bit. So it's like, yeah, okay. It was kind of intimidating. The horns were pretty scary. The claws, too. Um, But still, just pretty low-tier design overall. Um, very and... for me.
1: Very low-tier. Yeah,
0: Uh, we do get, however, this, I'm going to bring this up again, a really dumb moment where, you know, he he eats, this is after he ate the horn and he's super powered up, right? The Count, oh my god, he's so powerful, oh my god. He, out of nowhere, looks at Mbombi and pulls out a tambourine axe, right? Very unique, very distinguishable despite the fact that he has these horns and claws, he pulls out this very distinguishable axe. From where? Who knows? And <laughs> Mumbambi has no reaction, and just flees. And I go, are we just retconning that flashback? Because I think that would have been a very powerful moment, because I was already forced enough as it is when he pulled out the axe when he already got this power-up. Mm-hmm. But now Mumbambi is not having a reaction. Until he does, because then the Count realizes who the kid is, and goes, Oh, I killed your dad. And then Mommy goes, Oh my god, you did! That's the weapon! <laughs> it was so poorly executed, and I thought it was a joke. <laughs> and I'm just like, Movie, what are you doing? <laughs> mm-hmm. That It's like this last movie where they're trying to have like the emotional moment between Akizu and his mom, but they said, they, they literally put a pause on that moment. We need to have this other sequence play out. Okay, now we're resuming. In this movie, it's similar, but we have the axe, but nothing pauses, right? They're not, like, fleeing, like, the island breaking or anything. He's just running from the Count. And then the Count realizes who Mumambi is, and then Mumambi realizes who he is. Not the other way around, oddly enough. And I'm just going, like, this is so mixed up and so poor.
1: Yeah, that was, like, really strange arrangement That's- of scenes. E-
0: exactly. And again, the execution of it, too. Because, again, why would you want to use the axe after you ate the horn? not before. You would have thought that the Count would have pulled out the axe to get the horn from Mumbambi and then threw away the axe when he got the power-up. But whatever. Um, so then we finally get, you know, Chopper stepping up to the plate, right? And he sees the the possible damage and ferocity of the Count's now uh, portraying to the kingdom, the danger he is. And he nuts up, right, and fights him. And it's really cool for, what, 20 seconds? 30 seconds? He fights him a couple times. And that. And then the Count does one blow against Chopper, and he's out. Literally, that's all the fighting Chopper does. In a movie called Chopper's Kingdom, he fights for 30 seconds in the climax of a battle shounen movie. Right. That was disappointing, <laughs> especially because it actually
1: seemed for like 20 seconds or less that Chopper may actually get to like fight this guy and, and beat him himself. When yeah. Luffy was like almost taken out, kind of on the edge, which, to be fair, was a stupid way to take Luffy out of the fight. But I would have allowed, it, you know? I would have allowed.
0: It would have, yeah. You're talking about the scene where he gets impaled like crocodile, right? Where it looks almost one to one, where the horns pierce Luffy and he's just hanging right right there. And you think, oh, that means he's almost gonna die. And then he turns out all he had to do is just brush it off. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) brush it off. It turns out when these mystical, powerful golden horns pierce through you, you're fine. But when a golden hook pierces you. That's the actual damage. <laughs> it should have been both, but for some reason the movie was like, "Ah, eh, Luffy's strong."
1: I mean, um, he was he was kind of fine after that too. To be fair,
0: well, if you remember, Robin saved his ass. He would have drowned in the. He would have been stuck in the desert with no water if it weren't for Robin patching his wounds. At least,
1: I, I just mean I feel like we're ignoring the fact that he probably should have just died from getting impaled.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm yeah. saying the movie went even. Further back in the realism factor, (laughs) because before you had to stretch it a little bit, but you're like, okay, shonen logic, he still had to get some help. In the movie, they literally do a one to one comparison with the side, with the, with the um, not literally, sorry, but if you look at the paneling, you see literally like, oh, there's the count holding up Luffy hanging there, and then everyone's reacting, oh shit, oh fuck, and then he had to just walk it off afterwards. Um, what I was hoping for though, when Luffy climbed back up and Chopper got beaten down. I was hoping for a tag team where the two of them would take on the count. Even right? That would have been great. That would have been great. You got everyone who loves Luffy, right? You get your action with the main star, but he's fighting alongside Chopper, where, like, you know, how in Alabasta, where Chopper and Usopp were teaming up, it would instead it would be Luffy and Chopper against the main villain. It would have been awesome. The writers were like, hey, eh, you're fine. And then they proceeded to just do <laughs> a, a typical a Luffy action moment. Honestly, I miss, like, Luffy tag-team fighting. I do. Tag-teams make everything better. You know what also makes everything better? Suplexes. That didn't happen in this movie. There's a moment where he picks up the count by the horns. It looks pretty metal. And I thought he was going to do a suplex, right? Because he's, like, lifting him up from the front. I thought he was going to do, like, a senior pink and get him backwards. No. Instead, he's just holding him up by the horns, and then just through your strength, just breaks them in midair, which is pretty cool. But I thought it would be much cooler if he was going to do the suplex, and then the the, sh- the force of the suplex, while he's still holding onto the horns, would be enough to break the horns off. But okay. instead, he just breaks them off, and then he go and then the count goes back to his, I guess, like a older, skinnier form. Like, he looked really fucked up.
1: It was then, weird how that o- whole thing worked out.
0: It did. Uh, we actually- actually brushed over too a side plot where the animals of the animal kingdom were also trying to, you know, protect their kingdom and charge at the count all at once. And then he does like this one AoE attack and they all get killed. Or not that they all get killed, they get defeated. Yeah, it was um, so sad. It was sad. They but like a also...
1: valiant effort. They, yeah, they all come and charge again. It's like, nope.
0: Yeah. Again, the way that this was executed, the way this whole sequence was presented, was incredibly flawed. Because I see the ideas they were trying to go for, and I definitely could have played off while still playing with like traditional like One Piece like oh Luffy's in the final fight but the twist is Chopper's here too because after all it's his movie but it doesn't even do that so it ends up coming off really short despite the fact that the moments that focus on Chopper explicitly are pretty good like if you yeah. were to shave and trim the fat of this movie and maybe you know you still have the horrible plot uh, plot inconveniences um and like shave it down to like maybe 45 40 minutes it could be like a 5 out of 10 6 out of 10 movie yeah but honestly, I mean, I, I mean, if, kinda... yeah
1: if you'd like if you had like you said just trimmed like some of the stuff in the middle especially with like that unnecessary villain crap and just put mm. a little bit more chopper in the beginning a little bit more set up like a minute or so and then like a little bit more in the middle and then like change the ending and this movie would have been awesome probably
0: yeah because i with a title like chopper's kingdom i expected him to Be the spotlight of the movie. I would have been fine if all the other Straw Hats got sidelined and they kind of try to balance it instead, where it's like, here's the Straw Hats trying to find Chopper, but because Chopper is still getting a lot of extra spotlight, it inadvertently still feels like they're being sidelined because they're not doing much. They're just, you know, they're moving from point A to point B. Have you seen Chopper? Point B to point C. Oh, you're the villains. Let's hear them talk for five minutes. C to D. Oh, here's Chopper. Now we're fighting. Right. So, it, and it mm-hmm. still doesn't work out the way that they try to plan it out. Whereas I think it would have been working better if Chopper was literally the, the whole movie for a first half hour and then, like, like told from his perspective, you know? And then the Straw Hats show up. And then when they show up, that's when you can really focus on their action moments. And that's when they stand out and remind everyone, like, yeah, this is Chopper's new family. This is his new team. Look how they're helping him out. Yeah. But yeah, again, what we got was this very mixed up mess. Um, also, the weirdest, I think this movie also had a very weird conclusion, where Mumbabi was expected to be exiled for taking the crown and even letting the villain eat it. And the animals go, oh, we can bend the rules, sure. And then they get a crown out of nowhere, like an actual golden crown out of nowhere. And then they put it on Mumbambi's head, and then the geysers shoot up again, which is a really pretty scene, by the way. It was like during sunset, so right. the geysers look golden. And like, oh, there you go, there's your golden crown, there's your prophecy. Mumbambi is now the king of the animal kingdom, cool. But where'd you get that crown, though? <laughs> I'm still asking. Where'd you get that, <laughs> you get that crown? It would have been better if it was just like some, you know, some branches twirled up a little bit. Something cheap, something local. But, you know. beggars can't be choosers. Yeah, and then Straw Hats just sail away. And then they, I guess, pick up Vivi from the gas station, I guess. Or from Chuck E. Cheese, or I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And then resume to Alabasta. <laughs> so, as you could tell, we definitely had a lot of problems with this movie. We wanted to like it, though. We want Chopper, we want our best boy To get extra attention And he did kind of, but the rest Damn. of the movie Really brings down the overall quality And then the conclusion itself was disappointing As well with Overall, how- it's still
1: like worth watching though If you're like a One Piece fan
0: Oh yeah, if you're a big One Piece fan, check it out for Chopper's sake um, It does Make the character extend. I guess it makes more sense for the anime viewers Because the, the way that's presented So that it feels like he has, he has a lot more Development the manga does seem a bit more seamless, right? The way that uh, Chopper, like, was committed by the end of Drum Island, and then they get to Alabaster. Yeah. That was... But at the same time, you're like, there could have been something in between. This is that neat what-if in between. Except the fact that is not there, which is distracting. But, yeah. So, overall, pacing was all over the place. Uh, great ideas. The drip was good, like I said. Nami wins, easy. And
1: I, I think I would say Usopp's a win for me. That's best. Usopp's
0: trip. is really good, too. Usopp's really good, too. Um, wait, Saito, did we talk about Sanji's drip? The maroon jacket? I don't think we did. Oh, we didn't. No, no, no. <laughs> well, his was really good, too. Open jacket, black pants. Yeah. You know, it, he, he didn't have like, the usual white tee and tie underneath, I don't think. He just better, than Loomies, better than Lumpi's, better than Chopper's, but worse than all the others. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, for I them. think
1: Usopp Zoro for me in this movie. Yeah, unfortunately, Chopper had the worst drip.
0: He never even got to wear the crown once. It's his movie,
1: and he gets no drip.
0: Nope. Mm -mm -mm. He doesn't even get to wear the golden crown, which does look pretty cool. Uh, Best O.C. was the dead character. He he wore the crown. Um, I like to think he sounded like James Earl Jones, but we'll never know. And overall, I would give this movie a, a 4 out of 10. It had some good ideas, but it lacked execution.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat right there.
0: Yeah, weakest of the three, but not as bad I was, as we both thought it was going to be. I, I thought this movie was going to be like a two, where it's like, only the hardcore Chopper fans would tolerate this movie. And I'm just going, that's alright. It's it's, right. it's, it's going to be harder to convince me to rewatch this movie than the previous two. Right. But, I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't regret watching this movie. So, yeah, there's that. I feel the same. Yeah. And if people want to talk to you about your opinions on this
1: movie, or anything <laughs> One Piece related, pretty much where can they find
0: they can find me at jacob miranda on twitter that is j-a-c-o-b-m-e-r-e-n-d-a um whenever the new straw, whenever by the way any of the new one piece chapters are coming out i will post like one like panel response right i'm not gonna go like full detail analysis on each and every chapter but those will be like every sunday when the official chapters release um so if you want like a little feedback all-time little, 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 little discussion we can meet up on twitter there uh where can they find you Justin, if they had any questions. You
1: can find me at Jitsu or, or on Twitter or YouTube, J-I-T-S-Z-U for pretty much the same reason. One Piece memes. You want to talk One Piece discussion? I'm always down for that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Did you want to also announce... Oh, before we do that. um, Also, leave a review on Spotify or, or whatever platform you listen to us. We love the feedback. always appreciate uh, criticism. Yes, if we or a five-star
1: on iTunes also.
0: Mm-hmm. And now, did you want to announce what we've been working on, or what you've been working on, specifically?
1: Uh, yeah, in the next couple of weeks here, we're going to be launching our Patreon. We are still working on exact what the the rewards, quote-unquote, are mm-hmm. going to be. Though we do know that, obviously, the base one is going to be access to the Discord that we're setting up. So for more One Piece discussion, and probably an even more reliable way to,
0: to actually talk, could be cool. Good timing too, because we've lately been replaying Sea of Thieves again in our One Piece, <laughs> in our One Piece mood. <laughs> so, great. anytime the Discord comes on handy, you can always you can we can that could be a convenient way to get some extra people to be like, "Hey, need some players for, <laughs> for our ship, right? <laughs> Help us carry these noobs. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we're having fun though." Um, but yeah. Oh, um, so next movie, the fourth yeah. movie, the first one released outside Japan, first Holy Sword uh what was that holy sword no that would be dead oh Ed no it's dead end
1: let's go i'm, I'm yeah. excited for this one because yeah. i, I told i think i said it. i watched it the first 10 15 minutes and i i really liked it so i decided to stop and save it for another day
0: and i proceeded to watch the whole movie and now i'm going
1: <laughs> <"Whoa.">
0: <laughs>
1: yeah i'm excited for this one i liked what i saw so if it, if it keeps up which Jake Bar mm. told me that it does. I'm excited.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I said waffle with no emotion connotation whatsoever. You're reading too far into it. None whatsoever. <laughs> and just like, I think it's going
1: to be better just because it has more time to, to sit, you know? Oh, yeah, an and a half the, is the runtime. So well, I look forward to discussing that next week with all you guys. And thank you for tuning in this week for this discussion. Really appreciate it. And we'll see you then.
0: Bye bye. <laughs>